0: Going to throw it! And
1: he's the touchdown! Here's Brady's pass. It's Grabkowski! Oh! Max strips it! He is unbelievable! Welcome to the Tabor Gridiron Podcast. I'm Stephen here with Isaac once again. Week 15, it's in the books. Pretty much. It was a weird week. A lot of uh, rescheduled games. Some interesting... Uh, well, we'll just kind of leave it at that. And, you know, we had a Tuesday, two Tuesday night games and Monday night had two games as well. That was kind of rare. And Saturday games, it was just a lot of games of football, you know, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I'm loving it, right, Isaac? I mean, this is great. Yeah, it's pretty good. A little interesting week, but it's still a lot of fun to have football. And coming up, Christmas... We got games on Christmas Day, mm-hmm. games on Sunday, games Monday. It's going to be a whole lot of fun, and especially these weeks. We talked last week, Isaac, as the teams are pushing for those playoff spots. These are fun weeks of football, especially when there's so many teams. The playoff picture is a little different. You know, you've got that extra wild card spot now. So it's just all these teams kind of battling out. Monday night, prime time once again the bears. What do you think, Isaac?
2: Uh, I think well, we can just say they tried. And honestly, <laughs> they did try. They didn't do very well. I mean, we did get embarrassed on national television. And Again, the worst part is, well, here's the thing. Again, but the thing is the worst part is in the past when we have, we've gotten obliterated by actually good teams like the Cardinals and like the Buccaneers. And we've we've Vikings are pretty good. They right? are pretty good. But, I mean, like, no one thinks, like, oh, the Vikings are going to make the playoffs. They're insane and whatnot. And we just got, like, embarrassed on national television by this average team. I mean, they're not average, but in people's eyes they're average. And they're not, like, a standout, really good, insane team. So we We keep going on national
1: television. And, yeah, we do kind of keep getting our butts kicked, which is somewhat embarrassing, but Somewhat. it's fun. I love when we have those primetime games because you're like, yeah, Monday night's the Bears, Sunday night it's the Bears. So I want to get your opinion on Justin Fields, Isaac. But okay. first, we do have a guest today, and I know you're excited about this, Isaac, as well. And, you know, we we live here in Chicago. Yeah, we're Bears fans, Isaac, but we love talking about football. And I want to bring in my brother, your uncle, Uncle okay. Brian, and I want to get his opinion on on Justin Fields and what what he thinks is is Justin Fields going to be the Bears quarterback? So I want to get I want to get that, and then I also want to know just his opinion overall of the Bears. So hey, Brian, are you there? Hey, what's going on, guys? Good to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's awesome to be here. All right, Justin Fields. He <laughs> <laughs> there there's some controversy, you know, with him. I, I have some opinions, and, and I'll share those, but. Uh, I, is Justin Fields the guy?
0: You know, I want to believe um, he's the guy. And I think um, starting this season, um, we all you know, are fed up with the constant quarterback issue. So we look at this talented kid out of college and we automatically jumped on him that he's the guy. And uh, I, I don't know, after watching him week after week, I think he has some talents in college. Um, but I think he's really having a hard time here. In the actual NFL. I mean, could he throw a ball? Yeah, he could throw a real good ball. But can he read a defense? And that's what I'm struggling with. um, Watching him uh, week after week. And yesterday, I mean, he scrambles way too much. And yeah, we want a quarterback that moves on his feet. But if you watch every play, I mean, he's either scrambling or just making
1: bad calls. Yeah, and I can see that. Now, do you think... Okay, so I, I like the kid. I think he has a lot of potential. I think... Watching him week in and week out, there are those glimpses of he has skill. He has the ability to get better. You know, He is still a rookie. Isaac and I keep week in, week out, throwing it on, on the coaching. I mean, he has to have skill, absolutely. And I think that he's going to keep progressing. He, he has these glimpses where you're like, wow, this is really good. And then I do agree. I, there's these rookie mistakes. Can you even call some of them rookie mistakes? I feel like two things. One, I think... coaching which we'll get there and then two I think because the team in general is struggling you know you're constantly getting hit as the quarterback you're constantly under pressure and I'm kind of seeing similar stuff to whether it's Jay Cutler whether it's Trubisky is the quarterback then feels like he has to do more and then Especially uh, with Fields, you know, being a rookie, he doesn't have those skills to be able to read the defense or to make those last-minute calls because he doesn't have that experience. I feel like he's trying to do too much because he feels like too much is on his shoulders because the team is too bad. Yes? No?
0: No, I do agree with you on that. I mean, it is a trickle-down effect. Um, Nobody is really stepping up. All the players that supposedly step up are out. I mean, we were short, what, 14 players yesterday's game. Uh, so yeah, he is put in a position where he has to take on a leadership role. But when I stand back and look at this, I I'm mean, you see this with a lot of teams, you know, these rookie quarterbacks, these rookie players step up um, and they dominate and they lead. I think he is, he's stepping back. He's trying to lead, but he's just failing at it. So I don't know if he, I don't know, maybe he just doesn't have that in him to be the ultimate leader. And some of it is with the coaching. I mean, I'm going to tell you, watching Nagy break down yesterday, that I mean, that was a little embarrassing. You want a coach that's fired up? Uh, he embarrassed himself. And I think that was a uh, that that shows you what the overall Bears are like. They just embarrass themselves. Yeah it, no yeah,
1: yeah, sure. yeah, it was pretty embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, for sure, it was pretty embarrassing. Again, I like the fact that that he is stepping up. That he was kind of getting, but I agree, he he went too far, and you're not to see that. It, it felt like he was getting to that breaking point. He knows his job's on the line, so he's trying to show that he's all in, but I think that it, it really did backfire you know. on that. I, I, Isaac and I, I'm a huge Mac Jones fan. So Patriots rookie quarterback, I, I'm jumping on the bandwagon. I've seen a lot of games now with him. I've been watching all his highlights. The kid has talent. The kid definitely is an athlete. I would not say that he's... This amazing quarterback right now. I think he has a lot of potential, but you watch him play, and it's it's amazing the the play calls that he's making, the choices that he's making, the how he's throwing the ball, the mechanics of what he's doing. And I really feel like that is all coaching. When you have somebody like Belichick, when you have somebody like McDaniel's, that's just constantly working with you and. You, I feel like if you put Justin Fields in with Bill Belichick right now, he's a different quarterback. I feel if you put Mac Jones right now on the Bears, everybody would be booing him and telling and talking about how, you know, he's not going to make it in the league. So I really do feel like it is that coaching team that's around you and how you're developing him. You know, for Belichick to have Brady for so long... And to, to know everything about that quarterback position, the good, the bad, what works, what doesn't work. And he's taking that knowledge and then he's taking just his expertise as a coach and developing a new quarterback. It's, it's amazing the fact that a rookie quarterback is even doing as well as he's doing in the Patriot system. So I feel like it really is the Bears organization because how many quarterbacks have we had where it's the
2: same exact thing and outcome? And honestly, I think, like with that, you were saying, like Justin Fields doesn't have it to be a leader, and I think the it the thing that's holding him back is he's not being presented as a leader, and it's all the uh like the pros who are supposed to mentor him, and honestly, the, I know that they have mentored him, but he really needs to be in a situation where he where people can has, accept correction and where he feels comfortable to dish it out, and he's able to really embrace the leader effect, because honestly, as a quarterback, you have to be a leader and you have to be able to show the rest of the team what to do. And honestly, I feel that in this situation with the coaching and the whole environment of the Bears, he's not able to do that. And I think he's having weapons,
1: too. We have nobody for him to throw the ball to. Right, Brian? I mean, at this point, who do we have?
0: Oh, yeah, at this point, I mean, yeah, it was, it, he does have nobody, but he needs to connect with who he does have. I mean, Bird and Mooney. Uh, they're, they're they're rising stars, you know, and they got a lot of work on their own. But um, utilize those two guys. And if you watched yesterday, especially the second half, when he really stepped into his throwing game, um, he was connecting with those guys. But look at his, his overall mechanics of, of throwing. Every other time he throws the ball, it doesn't matter if you have a Robinson out there or if you have a great legendary receiver. He's either overthrowing them or throwing them or throwing behind them. Like Every other throw. So those are the things. It doesn't matter what kind of weapons you have. If you can't accurately throw the ball to them or to anybody, um, you're not. You're never going to win a game.
1: Yeah, for sure. And but again, I feel like it comes down back to coaching because I was listening to Drew when they were on Sunday night a couple of weeks ago. Drew Brees was talking about him, and then they were showing the mechanics of his throwing. And Drew was talking about like, the way that he kind of turned his arm a little bit. He had his elbow in a little bit, and that it, it affects the accuracy and he you know was going through all the details of it and said you know those are things that he needs to clean up he's like the bears will be eventually work on that once he kind of starts working on those mechanics he's going to be a better quarterback and that's again typical of of rookies and you know, where the coaching has to step up and say, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to change things. And again, I feel that's where Mac Jones is different. Belichick and McDaniels aren't going to let you get away with that. They're working on those mechanics right now. And I feel like, again, you're put in a different organization. It's that coaching of the little details of going, this is what we got to change because it's going to make you better rather than we're just throwing him in Making horrible play calls, putting him in bad situations to help him get that game experience. But I feel like the game experience is almost making him worse because it's a bad game experience.
0: Yeah, and I agree 100 percent with you there. He needs the experience, and it's awesome that he's playing through the season. But you know what um, you, know, how much of this experience, like you're saying, is bad for him. We see too many quarterbacks throughout the league that don't get the proper coaching. And they develop this style of play, and then they become seasoned quarterbacks that never go anywhere. Hence, a couple of the quarterbacks we have on our team right now. So, if it's about coaching, it's about honing in a mechanic. When do we actually step up and give this guy a good coaching staff?
1: I they need this. I don't know. There something needs to be shooken up from the top down. I don't think it's just coaching. I don't think it's just pace. Do (laughs) the McCaskies at this point, do they got to give up the team? I I don't know. There just needs to be a huge organizational shakeup right now. And I love when they were talking about Monday night, on Monday night football, of going, Chicago is a great sports city. We have great fans. And the Bears fans, football fans, deserve better than what we're getting year in and year out. I have two things for you, Brian. Before we let you go, really quickly, the refs. Now, you can look at Monday night's game, sure, but just around the league, game after game that we watch, I feel like the refs have too much control of football games, too much control of the outcomes of games, and that we're nitpicking too much, and it sways games in ways that it has not in the past. Your thoughts on that? Uh, I I agree with that
0: 100%. We don't want to sit here and always just point out the refs, uh, you know, mistakes. We got to take responsibility or the players got to take responsibility for the game they play. But we've been seeing it in the past few years or more so this year. The refs do have too much of a hold on the game where, you know, you look at the calls from last night alone. There were a couple, you know, um, personal fouls that you're like, eh, was it really? Did he really clip that guy on the knees? No, but the refs don't care. And you kind of wonder, you don't want to throw accusations out there because it's kind of wonder, like, what's going on with these guys? Why are games being decided by a call or two, you know, that either goes against us or goes for us?
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And I think that I, I know the league's looking at that more and more. We're trying to get New York in, involved more and more with replays and whatnot. So I don't want to make the game longer. I don't want to drag things out. But I would like to say, or see then, a ref makes a call and says, this is what we're doing, and New York can be stepping in real time and be like, hey, we saw it this way, that's not the call. And refs need to be able to humble themselves and say, hey, we picked up a flag, there is no foul, hey, we thought this, this, you know, if you really want to nitpick the game, then make it better, not not make it worse. Before we let you go, who do you think is going to be in the Super Bowl right now? Okay, we're at week, going into week 16, a couple of games left in the season, going to be making those playoffs run, playoff runs. Who who do you think or who do you like? What what are your hopes for, for Super Bowl?
0: Oh, I mean I really would like to see uh Tampa Bay and New England face off in the
1: Super Bowl. That would be that would be interesting. That would that, be that'd be
0: awesome. It it it'd be money making, it'd be historical. Um but I honestly I mean, you know you start watching other games and looking at other teams. Um I hate to say this, being a Chicago guy, I think Green Bay's got a great chance though to make a run for the NFC. I,
1: I, I think that... I think we will see Green Bay in the championship game for sure. Uh, Sadly, um, I hope they don't make it to the, the Super Bowl. But New England and Tampa Bay, that would be interesting to see, you know, going Tom Brady versus Belichick kind of, yeah, it would be your ultimate test of was it all Tom Brady or was it all Belichick? The fact that both of them are going to be going into the playoffs without each other it just again, talks about the greatness of both of them. I think Brady is an amazing top of his game elite quarterback, and I think Belichick is second to none as far as a coach. Yeah, people may not like his style or his personality. He knows what he's
2: doing. We'll see it'll it'll be a lot of fun. It will be. and we I just want to say thank you so much, Uncle Brian for coming in uh doing some analysis with us. This was great. This was fun.
0: It was a great time to talk to you guys.
2: yeah, thank you. all right, see ya. It's great to get a little bit of different perspective, different
1: people's thoughts here mm-hmm. on the podcast. Isaac, we're hoping to do do more of that. And before we really go anywhere else, let's let's get a little bit of scores here around the league. What's the score? Nothing, nothing. What's the score here? What's
0: the score? What's the score? What's the score? What's the score?
1: Time for scores in
2: 60. Yeah, so first off, we got the Saints and the Buccaneers. The Saints beat the Buccaneers in a low-scoring game, 9 to 0. And as a matter of fact, this was the first time that Brady was shut out since 2006, and that is a crazy feat. And then we have the Chiefs and the Chuggers, Chargers in a high-scoring game, 34-28. The Colts somehow came on top of the Patriots, 27-17. The Cowboys in a big upset against the Giants, 21-6. The Texans beat the Jaguars, 30-16. to The Steelers somehow came on top of the Titans, 19-13. The Dolphins beat the Jets 31-24. The Lions in probably undoubtedly the biggest upset of all time against the Cardinals, 30-12. The Bills beat the Panthers in a big scoring game, 31-14. The Bengals beat the Broncos with 5, 15-10. The 49ers beat the Falcons, 31-13. The Packers sadly came on top of the Ravens, 31-30. The Raiders came on top of the Browns in a very good game. 16-14, 16 to 14 and embarrassingly but truly, the Vikings beat the Bears 17 to 9.
1: Yeah, it was a pretty pretty bad Monday night game there. A lot of a lot of teams Chiefs taking on the Chargers. That was a great game. Chiefs mm-hmm. are kind of stepping into themselves a little bit. Yeah, they found it. Indianapolis, this the, the defense for the Colts is really stepping up and they walked all over the Patriots. Again, I think Mac Jones is doing a really good job. My biggest concern with that is can Carson Wentz do enough to help the team continue to win i don't know that's going to be interesting to watch and see the cardinals doing so good for so long and then the last
2: couple weeks they kind of fell apart mm-hmm. got beat by detroit come on yeah that was pretty sad because honestly detroit you i actually i was gonna say it used to be but it was never really a name that really invoked fear it was kind of just another team and in that, and now in this year it was kind of just the worst team of all time. And the surprising thing is Jared Goff is actually tied for the sixth longest winning streak against a single opponent. And that opponent is the Cardinals. And you're wondering how on earth does he have like the sixth longest streak against, of all teams, the Cardinals. And this was the last—and their last loss against the Cardinals was in 2015— and it's just it's 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 just crazy. Cardinals got to
1: step up. That's yeah, for sure. that's for sure.
2: If They got beat by the Lions. The
1: Saints against the Bucs, nine to zero. I mean, here look at Tom Brady, how good of a quarterback he is, but he struggled because his weapons were out, his receiver, all his top receivers were injured. The defense of the Saints was putting pressure on him, and he didn't play that well. So again, you take somebody like Justin Fields or you know Mac and Mac Jones and all these rookies and you put them in bad
2: situations they're not really going to play good football exactly and it's just always what's cool to see in football because you never know what's going to happen we'll see you next time it's the Tabor Glen Iron podcast make sure to listen next week